All right, everybody, welcome back to Off the Gram, the show where we bring you straight into the trenches with us to help you live your best life, channel your inner girl boss, and navigate the ever-changing landscapes of wellness and social media. So welcome, everybody. We are excited to be back. We are here with our guest today, Norma Kamali. She really needs no introduction, but we will get deeper into her introduction very shortly. But first up, we always just kind of have a little weekly catch-up, girls, and and chat about a topic du jour. So what's on our minds? Megan, I think you had one. So today's hot topic, uh, I'm Megan Murphy, the executive editor of Good Housekeeping Magazine, and we have Wellness Lab, so I am constantly pitched what's new and next in the wellness industry. And right now, about 932 pitches a day contain the word CBD or the letters CBD. I've gotten CBD products for pets, CBD products for children, CBD for every orifice of your body, you name it. There's 16 ways to take it. So can we just talk CBD for a hot second? I did a CBD mask last night. I don't think it made a difference. <laughs> I, I was in London and I was served CBD croissants. Oh, and that's that's way. Okay. This is it. We've I'm, crossed I'm locking the down on this one. I, I, I think, you know, we are a capitalist society, which I have no problem with. However, sometimes the money talks, and this looks like it's about the money at this point. Yeah, I think we could agree on that. Yeah, yeah. I'm Dean here. I won't name any name. Was it delicious? And you know, I, I think I'm going to pass. I'm okay. okay. I don't eat croissants anyway, yeah. and this is not making it more appealing. Okay. I, I, I do have one issue with labeling and what exactly is the CBD. And so at the place where I have tea, I get matcha tea every morning. Now on the counter are little brownies that say CBD confusing sometimes with some other brownies that are there Mm -hmm. and if there's a little eight-year-old girl that sees Mm -hmm. a brownie and wants it and takes it and eats it what's in that we don't know the labeling we don't know the ingredients and i think that is a problem but this is a free enterprise society so you know yeah we recently tested out activewear that they had in the fabric and i think almost all of us here tried it out um and I mean, I think your thighs were. Really <laughs> no, you guys. <laughs> you guys I have there. to say, no. I don't know if it was psychosomatic or what it was, but I, I got a little nervous because I get freaked out easily, like with things touching my body. So after we shot our photo shoot, I thought I felt like tingliness on my back, where they said they thought it was, because it's supposed to in, like really. Um, when it has friction with the muscles, so when you move, it kind of creates and activates it. So. I just got a little freaked out. I'm like, I'm taking these pants off. So I think it was and maybe in my smoke. head. I'm not so right. sure. What did yeah. you feel? Because you tried it no, too. No, so I have a pinched nerve in my neck from like post-pregnancy when my spine went back, my vertebral artery looped through the foramen, which is only meant for your nerve. So it's like a tiny hole. So I have a nerve that's squished 24-7. Every surgeon, like the head of the best hospital was laughing at my scans because he was like, I've never seen this. There's nothing you can do. Oh my goodness. No one's going to operate on you. You're just going to be in pain the rest of your life. And I was like, wow, (laughs) that's your expert opinion. Thanks. Um, And I was, I did actually get pregnant again and then shocking. And then um, after that, uh, and then that's when the whole CBD craze like erupted. And so I was getting pitched for CBD, you know, because Mm -hmm. I do have all that stuff on shape.com and many other places that I write, but I write 
yoga, but people still pitch products, so they don't get mm-hmm. it. Um, and I was constantly getting sent CBD, and I was just sort of like stacking it away in a corner. And when I finished nursing my youngest, and so I knew it was like okay to try it. That's actually when the relaxant leaves your body, so that's when the nerve pain came back real strong. <laughs> and um, I was like, oh, there's that CBD stuff. I'm just going to try it. And I like slapped it on my shoulder, and I was like. <gasps> I can breathe like Ah. for like it was the and I was expecting zero because nothing had worked and when when I tried on that active wear sports bras are the death of me like because they hit right in the spots that Mm -hmm. the nerve gets triggered like here and here and that sports bra was the first sports bra I could wear without like wanting to Hair well, that's body. amazing. Wow. That yeah. is amazing. So, and spokesperson for, well, yeah. <laughs> I think they need to sign you off. Yeah. Just the question was after how many washes? That was well, where we got, it got tricky. Where, where they yeah. said, like, the paces in the wellness lab. Got yeah. To Send it to GH. Exactly. Exactly. And I think different things and different wellness trends work for different people. Like, I want to be super open and super woo-woo about everything. Like, I love the idea of, like, meditating under a prism during a lunar (laughs) eclipse. It's like, fine. I'm totally into it. Yeah. Acupuncture. I want to work so bad. I want to believe in it so bad. I've done it about a hundred times and I've never felt anything. Now that's just my experience. I know people whose lives have been changed by acupuncture. So I think CBD, like many other things, might be very effective. Certainly I'm learning it is very effective Mm -hmm. for certain people. And I think for other people, you know, it might not do much. I think specifically for nerve pain, it's been found to be Mm -hmm. very effective. Not Mm -hmm. so much for like general muscle pain or like a herniated disc. I have to say we did a feature in Good Housekeeping too and we had an editor who who wound up finding CBD, the ultimate relief for chronic anxiety. Mm -hmm. Um, And it really provided her a lot of relief. So, I mean, I think it works for some people. And also in focused products, Mm -hmm. but the croissant and any other things, it's like it takes it and then you question. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I will say, because I am a big acupuncture fan mm-hmm. and I believe in acupuncture facelifts and everything else and I wrote oh, oh, saw that on acupuncture. I will tell you if you find the right acupuncture I doctor, it's life changing mm-hmm. and it's it's a whole other topic. Yeah. But have an open mind and I'm gonna I send do. you some info Absolutely. and give it a try. And I and I'm still open. That's why I keep visiting other yeah. doctors. Even when my and baby was ten days Thank late. You. Thank I would you. recommend I wanna it. try that even just just as we all are approaching yeah. So what age are you? I'm 74, so I can ask you all how old you are. Absolutely. And don't be shy. I won't. This is actually a huge, this is one thing, this is the only thing that eats away at my soul. Um, Because I feel like I'm 13, but I'm 44. And well, you look like you're 13. Well, thank you. I think. That's great. That's great. Um, But it's, it's just a shocker to me. But I think there's such power in that because yeah, you are yeah. such a youthful, beautiful, uh, vivacious energy. Thank you. And I think that it's very inspiring to other women to understand how much mm. age is nothing but a number. I'm Christine, by the way, if you're not listening. Monday, so we this week or next week? I'll be 44 on Monday. So Excellent. I'll, we're just 44 Club. Yay. Yay. So this is Megan and Christine for those listening. And how old are you? So this is Jamie and I'm 39. So I have, I've actually been asked by a number of people to talk about the power of aging because aging is is a, a topic for when I turned 21 my mother said to me well Norma it's downhill from here mm. and I started crying because I felt in my heart 
oh my God, it is downhill. I'm 21. I'm not a kid anymore. And I started the aging process in my head that I'm getting old. And so even the hesitation when you're saying your age, because this number is defining you. So when I was asked to talk about aging with power, I thought, well, I can sit with a group of people who are in their 40s, and if I don't tell them I'm 74, they may not think I'm 74, so why would I bring it up? Because it's just a number. But I realize now, after talking about this topic to more and more women, that I I am going to say I'm 74, and I am going to say I met my soulmate when I was 65. Oh, I love that. And That's to say there is no calendar for anybody, and that when you're having your Saturn return at 30 and you're having your first adult identification crisis of how are you going to get through 30 and how does that define how you are the rest of your life. So I just saw on Instagram Adele talked about how 30 killed her and she's so happy to be 31. So we all have that 30 Saturn return. And then the next big return, the next big one is 50 and but don't cringe because like look I'm telling you I am I am telling you well if I can look like you but it's it's a healthy lifestyle if you think about what you're eating every day you work out every day and you sleep and you really work on making that who you are Mm -hmm then you're empowered to do anything and you can get through all of these. So you guys are in that perfect age where you are truly in your moment. You're in that, your power is so electric right now. Look at what you're doing. Look at at what's happening right this second. Look what you're creating. This is now the platform for fully expressing who you are to the to and the biggest you have experience you've gone through your Saturn return you're adults but and you're smart and you're still fresh you still have that sort of thing about you when you get to 50 you will have reached another plateau it's identified with menopause. It's identified with all these horrible things that nobody talks about because nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to be out there and say that if you stop drinking, that would be helpful. If you start doing that, like I have a list of things that I'm working on sharing more and more of this information. But when you pass that, there's, that's a reinvention age. It's you reinvent yourself, and I'm sure you know women who have reinvented themselves. Mm-hmm. Very often, marriages fall apart. Very often, you get aged out of your job. All of these negative things happen, mm-hmm. but it's supposed to, just like 30 shook you up, it's supposed to so that you reinvent yourself, and now the brilliance you've had, this energy that you're collecting now, and you're hormone-free without having all of this stuff making you a freaking lunatic. (laughs) That would be nice. What are you talking about? So do you have any idea how incredibly smart I feel? 
powerful I feel. There's no hormones telling me what to do. I feel healthy. I'm still in touch with my body and communicating it with another human being. What could be better where I am? I mean, so so what I'm saying to you is I look at you as like, you're in the ride and don't be afraid of age. Use it as power, you use the right word right away. It's your power. Mm-hmm. Look at look at all of you. I mean, you're you own it right now. And if you take care of yourselves, really, don't cheat. Don't cheat. It doesn't mm-hmm. worth it because yeah. you're cheating yourself of having a very fruitful life. Mm-hmm. I <clears throat> I couldn't love this more. And yeah. it's something that comes up a lot amongst our group because. I think in the influencer culture, you know, youth reign supreme, and we are women of a certain age. You know, we're, we're yeah, of a great age. We're of a great age, and I personally believe that. But I know that it's something that Christine, I, this is we the first time about. I've said this is Christine. Yeah. This is the first time I've said this out loud. <clears throat> but I'm yeah. to people. Yeah. To I you. think it's and a really say, like I have an attitude of gratitude about my mm-hmm. age. Like I feel grateful to be forty three, almost forty four. Happy birthday to me! Yeah. Yeah. And, and, like, and look at you. Feel lucky yeah, going to be approaching forty four. Now, think you made that happen. Like yeah. you have to take credit for the choices you made, and you didn't necessarily follow the prescription. You, you are obviously you've all made choices that were brave choices along the way because you're in a position you have a certain power, and there there are things you don't do because you've made choices for your dream, for your goal. Mm -hmm. But in the end, it really pays off. And so I'm asking everybody now how old they are. I'd say my age first so that like nobody is. (laughs) But it's important to just get it out, let it out there. Just let go of it and then it's not owning you. And realize that the power you have right now I, I'm, I have more information that I'm really putting together in detail about like you guys from 38 to like 46 mm-hmm. precious moments. You can't waste a day. Yeah. Not I think a it's society too. Society just tells us, like you said, like in this industry, you know, everyone's comparing themselves. Everybody, I do a lot of TV and they say like, oh, don't you dare say your age. Like you'll never get, they'll never ask you on another talk That's show That's why again. we have to change yeah, this and talk really, about aging with power. And, and this is the last bastion of objectification. It's still okay to say anti-wrinkle cream, anti-aging cream that aging out it's still okay and that i am on a mission now like stop it mm-hmm. everybody's so I, aging. i, I want to like bring us back because i just want to kind of frame this because we have jumped in so beautifully and impactfully to what we're going to talk about today thank you and, and I, I really can't thank you enough like you just kind of like obviously rocked our world and yeah. that was the most incredible <laughs> like two minutes of my entire life uh, i really think that you reframed a lot for us but i want to first off kind of introduce you just to our podcast listeners because you really were like the original wellness influencer before well about 30 years before that was even a thing you were so ahead of your time norma and you have been obviously pioneering and really studying and curating trends in this space i i know ever since really the 80s when Mm -hmm. the aids epidemic took hold and you were so thirsty for this knowledge i know you have a wellness cafe in your flagship store here in new york and you've been doing all of these things for such a long time so 
that's why we wanted to bring you here today to talk about just this topic, which is, I think there is so much pressure on women to accomplish everything by the time you're 30. And if you don't, you failed. So I think a lot of women really, you know, are just absolutely killing themselves over this notion. So I want to hear a little bit about your backstory and your trajectory through kind of your decades Mm -hmm. um, that brought you to where you are today, which is, of course, you know, you are one of the most legendary, iconic women in fashion design. And I think, what is this, 53 years in the fashion business? 51. 51. Mm -hmm. Careful. (laughs) (laughs) But but tell us, like, you know, and you said, obviously, so now we've heard where you were mentally at 21. Mm -hmm. Where were you at 25? Where were you at 30? So... uh, An interesting thing. So I come from a generation that said you didn't leave your home unless you were going to get married. Mm -hmm. And so my mother was on high extreme menopausal craziness. And she and I were just like we couldn't we couldn't like relax with each other. And so I thought I have to I have to get out of the house. But I still felt I have to be a good girl. So I got married at 19 what else do you do, right? So I marry another 19-year-old. And um, what good from from that? Anyway, um, so I I also was um, recognizing very early on, I was traveling to London every weekend. I got a job at an airline in the office so I could travel. This is right at the moment, London was going through this revolution in the 60s happening right in front of my face because I was there every weekend round trip for $29. Because oh my goodness. Oh my. And so oh. I did that for four years and I brought the clothes back and I opened a little store and I sold Biba, Bus Stop, all these great designs. And, and I had this, I mean, I was meeting what would become like these famous rock stars and in this world that was sort of like fantasy land. Can you name drop? I love it. Let me just say, my one of my best friends in London was married to uh, a guy who worked for this man, Peter Grant, who was the uh, manager of Led Zeppelin. Oh, my goodness. And so so they were always at her house. And then Jeff Beck, I don't know if you know who he is, was always at her house. And so all of, it was like, there were many more of them in and out. And then there was a club I met a group called the Spencer Davis Group. I'm sure you don't know who they are, but they had a very big hit, and they're, um, and I bumped into them at a hotel waiting for my girlfriend, and they did. They thought I was French, and they were talking about me. We ended up getting invited to go on a tour to around Paris that they were doing that night oh with them. God. With CBD and, croissants. <laughs> and there were, was there were other. There were oh. other choices but it wasn't CBD <laughs> and then they invited me to come to this club in London and so they knew me at the club so I was there every weekend and Jimi Hendrix oh my goodness the stones even the monkeys who were there oh, all the time it was monkeys. just so I had this okay. ridiculous life in in another world I opened the store sold clothes and then started making clothes and my husband 
would sell. He was still going to, he was studying economics and he was an Iranian student here. And here we were. And by 29, he was dating the sales girls, li- spending all the money from the store on whatever. And when one of the sales girls that I had fired a number of times said to me, I'd like you to design, the, I'd like you to make the following designs for me. I just picked up my things and walked out. And that meant I had to leave everything of mine behind. And because my husband managed the money because men were supposed to be the businessmen, I had $98 to my name. So my Saturn return was I had a mattress, I had an apartment, and I had $98. And so I had to figure out what to do. So Saturn returns define how you're going to deal with life going forward. So 30 is that age where all of the challenges of, of being an adult for the first time really confront all of us. And you all have a story about 29, 30, 31. I think you that's all when have I got engaged. <laughs> yeah. Now, but that's an adult thing. Yeah. That's, an, a, that's a very adult decision. Now, the pressure of making sure you're engaged by 30 or doing all of that, that's very difficult. That's a hard choice. Am I doing this because I have to? Because that's, that's, that's it. 30, it's all over. Or is this... Am I happy doing this? So you probably went back and forth in your mind a hundred times. Am I doing this? Is this the right thing? Or am I not going to do it and be single and and in an unpopular time where being single is difficult? Mm -hmm. I just interviewed Shani Silver. Do you know who she is? She writes for Refinery. Oh, okay. And she writes about dating, being um, sort of out of the dating circle once you hit 30. So she, on all the dating apps, she was putting in 29 and then she, and she had date opportunities. She put in 30 on her 30th birthday, nothing. She went back, undid it to 29 and she, people, so men didn't want, and so it changed the, the, it changed the, the people that wanted, had an interest in her Mm. for one year. And so it takes power and it takes confidence to say, you know what, I'm going to evolve as a human being. My individual spirit is is going to build and get strong. And so what will happen is I will draw the person I deserve to me. Before you can establish that, you draw whatever you're projecting. If you're insecure... Guys can be like prey, and not just men, but women, mm-hmm. friends, partners. It, they prey on people who send out that victim yeah. or insecure message. So the more power you feel in your insecurity and who you are, that's when you draw it. So it took me to 65, I might mention once <laughs> again, to draw that because it it takes it takes the time it has it's the right timing it didn't mean i didn't meet a lot of interesting men not a lot a lot but i had relationships that were informative and helpful for my growth but my soulmate 
had a different plan and a different timing, that was 65. So that's not a bad thing because some people don't ever. No, so you true. have Everything to have happens yeah. for a reason. Yeah. There is a reason, and it's it's. Yeah. I mean, I think the way I met these girls, even it, we just it all just happened. But the, when we all came together, I feel like there was like this little spark and mm-hmm. chemistry, and you just kind of knew. And we are well into our careers, and mm-hmm. this is a new thing for all of us. But there's like this exciting energy yeah. and a, a new time, and yeah. and and you all are in the same place, mm-hmm. which is very good because you'll feed off each other and the energy of all of you can really create something great. I mean, I could feel it walking into the space that there's something just looking in at it, that there's something happening. And I, I, I'm very happy for you because this is a, a very important time. It, it helps define how you go through the next transition and how you reinvent yourself too obviously how you went through 30 yeah. also is the reason you're here too so you we all flew through 30s <laughs> well you but but you that that Saturn return and what you did and whatever the painful experience or the good however you grew through that got you here mm-hmm. I think one of the keys for us is like stepping into and owning like like you said I, ha- I also have a lot of gratitude around my age and I my husband's 20 years older than me um, we have a very modern family because my my mom um, I think you, yeah, you know my mom yeah. is Joan London and she um, was married to my dad who was 10 years older than her and now she's married to my stepfather who I adore who's 10 years younger than her my husband is 20 years older than me that makes them Ding, ding, ding. Stop. The same age. <laughs> so, what does that mean? My math is so slow. I never <laughs> know. We're the same age. So, it means, what does it mean? It means nothing. It means that we are all contemporaries yeah. and best friends yeah. and, like, on a wonderful journey together. My husband has grown kids um, that I'm very close with. But I feel very lucky that my husband wanted to have more kids with me because I truly do feel like, um, I feel very blessed. My kids get kind of like the best version of him yeah. because he's like a fully actualized human. And when we <laughs> met, I always yeah. say this, relationships aren't 50-50, they're 100-100. And mm-hmm. we met when we were both happy, confident, not even looking yeah. for mates because we were just so happy with where mm-hmm. we were in life. And that energy yeah. was like a magnet. Mm-hmm. I call it living with your cab light on. Like if you're not open and receptive, mm-hmm. oh, I love nothing's that coming Megan. to you. Yeah. It's a chapter in my book. Oh, <laughs> good. It's but good. it's true. Like rightly, you can't handle the cab if the light's not on. Yeah. Like, we yeah. all have to live that way yeah. and then you never know what magic is going to happen. I never have a plan. I just put my energy out mm-hmm. and look at all the fun people mm-hmm. find me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like rainbows. No, it's love true. It. It's like I still don't, I don't, I'm, I'm the only one here who doesn't have children and I'm 44. No, me too. Yeah, right. There right. you go. So, so, and it's a choice for yeah. me. I'm not. I'm still not. I think it's a choice for me because I. My husband's ten years older. Um, we're just like two Peter Pan unicorns, just having fun. We still. I, I love him to death. We work together. He shoots everything for my website. Mm-hmm. We met at Sesame Street Parents Magazine. Oh, you're kidding! Um, he was the art director. I was the intern at the mm-hmm. time. Anyway, um, it's just spicy. all, all yeah, good things. We, we came from the same. <laughs> I don't know how I got into this. Same hometown. Went to the same high school. Both went to FIT. Oh, wow. Never met. Never met. Mm-hmm. Never met. Then I walked into Sesame Street Parents, and he's like, "Hi, I'm John Her. I'm from Monroe too." And I was like. Really? <laughs> I came to New York and right. so anyways, side note, I don't know how I got to that, but we don't have children. And I think what happened with me is I don't 
to this day, I still don't want to say like I'm never having children mm-hmm. because I'm I'm always there's this always question like what if right. like, am I going to regret it Are we going to regret it And he says to me, if you want children tomorrow. I will have children with you. Like, mm-hmm. ha- you know, happy wife, happy right. life, whatever you want and will make us this happy mm-hmm. for the rest of our lives, let's do that. So, but that pressure to me, that's almost harder. It's almost like, yeah. tell me, do you want children or do you not want children? Yeah. He's like, I don't want children if you don't want children. Yeah. And so I think that's a beautiful thing. But like, it almost makes me like hyperventilate because um, the age is coming where yeah. it's probably not even an option yeah. soon. Well, and women I, do have the biological clock issue yeah. well, right, as right, well. Right. But the whole, right. that whole yeah. thing. And I think for me, it just started like, I, there was like a little like ding, ding, right. ding. You know, I just turned 44 and this like, this question came yeah. up. So I, I, I curious totally what you think of too, all because, that. <laughs> uh, well, I obviously, and, and I don't even want to get into the abortion issue here, but... I was 19 also when I got pregnant. I, I was married already, and then I got pregnant, and it was like, no way is this going to happen. Plus, you know, I cried when I got married because I really didn't want to get married. I just wanted to get out of my mother's house. So whole other topic, but getting an abortion in Puerto Rico in a tin shack Mm. because abortion was illegal was something you can't even describe. But it was a a hard decision. Um, And then I thought, oh, thank God I didn't have children then because he was Iranian, a different religion, a different mindset. I probably would never even seen the baby. So then time went by and I thought, I'm now running a business on my own. So I managed from $98 to start a business and not with the $98, but to start a business. And then how can I be one of the, I didn't know any other women that were entrepreneurs in the seventies, right? Who's, who's what women were starting businesses and doing the designing and all of that. I had no reference to how to do it. So how could I raise a child and figure this out too and discover that I had a business head. Did I have a business head? So that was like, I better put this on pause. And then I didn't really, I knew I was with really interesting men, but none of them looked like the father material, I was thinking. So I figured I'll wait until I figured that out. Mm -hmm. And then I thought in my 40s, well, maybe I don't want to close the door on this. Maybe I'll adopt. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's what I'll do. And I was really happy with that decision. I really started to fall in love with the idea of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when I got to 50, I had so much going on at 40. Like, look what's happening in your lives now. Mm -hmm. It's a hard time to to think about. you're, You're at your best your best expression of who you're really going to be now. How do you decide on this at this point? It's a big decision. And so the idea of adopting is always an option for the next year, group of years ahead. But then when you get to reinvention, it's all about you. So it's, it's a big decision, but I don't believe everybody has to have a baby to be nurturing. 
I really don't. Maybe you should get a puppy. No. Well, no, I know that. I know. I know. I don't want. I know. I don't want pets. Okay. But the thing I think for me the hardest thing is because they all know John and he is like a dad waiting to happen. His personality, like she, he met her kids. And they're obsessed with him. And it was for like <laughs> 10 minutes before a photo yeah. shoot. He just, he's magnetic. Yeah. And he's got this, he makes me want to wish I was craving children. Yeah. He's but amazing I with love children. Him. He is. Mm-hmm. I love is watching him with children. <laughs> but I also don't know, I don't know what that would turn me into. Yeah. <laughs> it's different. <laughs> yeah, I ended I up getting me. very involved in the New York City public school system. Mm-hmm. And I mentored lots of kids. And I found and I still do actually and I found tremendous satisfaction and I did it and it's something you guys could find something together Mm -hmm. there are a lot of children Mm -hmm. a lot of children that need love in a nurturing way that has to do with you authentically want them to have a good life Mm -hmm. and when they may not get that from the mother and father mm-hmm. so much, but if right. they can get that from anybody, that's a huge opportunity mm-hmm. to share his nurturing skills and your skills too. Yeah. And I also, if you ever want to babysit Christine, you can come. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Anytime, if Pat and I go to dinner, I'm down with that. I think that's the thing. My I'm husband is bedroom. such. Stay <laughs> <laughs> over. We've <laughs> We've been That's babysitting. Okay. My sister has two kids, and they're there. She's also approaching for she is 40 she just turned 40 but she is a one-year-old and a four-year-old and we watch them all the time but we love going home at night too and having our life exactly same thing i went to heidi's i left heidi's house and i said heidi john and i cannot stop talking about those like cherubs like they're adorable children but i was okay like i love them and i want to bite them and i want to play with them but then i wanted to go home and i wanted to go to my workout and my run and to really and to to, and to have this relationship with this man who yes. you obviously love very oh, yeah. much. I, and I feel that way about the man I'm with. I am so happy mm-hmm. to have him and his grandkids mm-hmm. that sleep over and then they go <laughs> and I can get the house back. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, what? Yeah. And, but it, but it's, it's a different age now for you to make that decision. And, and there's no gun to your head. Yeah. You won't regret whatever your decision is. You won't. Right. Thank you. Well, I have a question that I like really wanted to ask, which is, I mean, you've had so many incredible evolutions in your life. And I do want to circle back to the soulmate thing because, so these are two questions. Okay. So with a soulmate, because like this is really important to me, um, I think it's so inspiring to so many women because we are at an age where people either don't have children or they have very young children. Yeah. And that can be really stressful on a marriage. Mm-hmm. And it can show somebody's true colors. Because, like, when parenting stuff comes out, like, sometimes mates don't hmm. gel any longer. Yeah. And I think a lot of the moms that I know in their 30s and 40s, they're scared to get a divorce. Because they don't believe mm-hmm. that anyone will want them. Like, they're uh, damaged yes. goods. Or That's the who's- best topic. Mm-hmm. Best topic. And it's not even married women that feel that way it's single women who think that if they leave this guy there's nobody else that that's it they they thought they were in love with this guy and he's treating her like crap the relationship is terrible and there will be nobody else or whoever you're attracted to if they leave you then what will you do 
that is a female malady that has to end because I will say a hundred times I met my soulmate when I was 65. It never, it's never over. There's always tomorrow. There's always another chance. It's what you project. So if you project, I'm a piece of crap and nobody's going to want me, you're going to get a real big piece of crap or nobody will want you. But if you really take care of yourself, self-care is so meaningful. And that means, yes, you have to work out every day. Yes, do not eat crap. Don't pile in the sugar. Stop drinking. There's more and more data that alcohol is just not good for females. Right now, you guys, if you're drinking, start tapering, tapering, tapering. And I don't mean like alcoholics. I mean, even if it's one glass of wine a day, it's too much. It's just not good for you. And when you go through menopause, you do not even want to have that in making what you're going to go through worse or more difficult. So sleeping, focusing on what's your ritual for sleep, doing all of that. So that if you're not happy in your partnership or your relationship, you can say to yourself, this may not be working, and what is my strategy? You know, the also thing I would say, too, though, like, when, when you're in the weeds with kids, like, relationships take a lot of work. Mm -hmm. And, like, I do find some of my friends are like, oh, he sucks, I don't like him anymore. And it's like, well, you know, I've been with my mm -hmm. husband 12 years. We've actually known each other since second grade. He's my brother's best friend. This is Megan with the scratchy voice. Um, <laughs> and so, like, I've known him since second grade. I'm four years older. So growing up, I was like, you know, he's my brother's little friend right. I mean we wanted to go to the same college I always thought he was a great guy I set him up 192 times I got every girlfriend in his <laughs> job mm -hmm. I sat him next to my best friend at my sister's wedding and was like you should totally have sex with him he's the nicest <laughs> guy now his family's awesome and it wasn't until years and years later when I was 30 mm -hmm. um, which was a major change for me I'm like he makes me nervous I want to have sex with him. <laughs> and then I did, and we got married and had three kids. There you go. Um, so it is funny. Your soulmate could always be there, but if your cab's yeah, not, cab right. light is not on, yeah. that soulmate yeah. might not happen. Yeah. But it still takes work. We've been married 11 years. I love that man. You mm -hmm. guys know I get goofy when I talk about him. Like, I am lucky for that man. Um, but sometimes I want to wring his neck. Mm -hmm. like, sometimes he makes me absolutely freaking nuts. But I love him, and it takes mm -hmm. work to make a relationship work. Um, because but also a lot of yeah, play. But yeah. it takes work on yourself too mm -hmm. to make a relationship work, that 100%, 100%. right? Because if you don't really think about you, and I don't mean being self-indulgent and and extreme. I mean really taking care of yourself, nurturing yourself first. It's like put your seat, put your mask oh, so on first, mm -hmm. then you can take care of everybody else. If you do everybody else and you don't, you die. Mm -hmm. You just die. And so I think if you do that, the right relationship is going to work because it keeps the other person interested in the fact that you're taking care of yourself. Like he has to respect you because you respect you. Mm -hmm. So it keeps the dynamic right. When that balance is off, they go crazy. Anybody goes crazy. So what would be one piece of advice you would give to people? Like what are one or two key things that you think women should or partners in a, in a relationship should work on with regards to themselves that 
could be really helpful? Like maybe it's like being a little less judgmental or a strain of pen and tongue or like what, what is it? I think, you know, I, I sound like a broken machine with this sleep diet exercise, mm-hmm. but I want to really emphasize it's not about what you say to each other. It really isn't. Because when you feel good about yourself, you're kind. Mm-hmm. And kindness goes a long way. It's a big deal. We are not kind anymore. But if we're kind to ourselves, then you treat other people that way. So I keep going back to here. Mm -hmm. Go back to yourself. Take care of yourself. Do it right. Then you will always be kind to your partner. And your partner will have no choice but to reflect being kind to you because you deserve it. You're treating yourself like you deserve it. So they just act that way. Trust me on this Mm -hmm. one. It really works. You won't say the wrong thing. He will respect you. All of that other stuff, like those little things, mm-hmm. that you figure out. Mm-hmm. And and maybe the kids are driving you crazy, and there's all of this stuff going on, and one kid's playing you against your husband and all of mm-hmm. that. And what happens is the kindness prevails. And humor, nice to have a little bit of that happening mm-hmm. too. So I would do anything to, I think the more comedy we can see and the more we can laugh and do things that are like that, you relieve the stress of that moment and it makes it more enjoyable. And I think touching, we, give me your hand for a minute. So when was the last time somebody held your hand and looked in your eyes, and I'm not talking about your husband. Mm-hmm. When was the last time somebody did that? Not your mother. No, one of my good friends did that because I've had a rough week. Okay. So, so it's very impactful. That, but, that, but this yeah, it's, is it's very rare because we yeah. always have mm-hmm. our phones. Mm-hmm. And my generation touched each other. We were hanging all over each other. We were lying mm-hmm. on top of each other. We were, we were very tactile. We were very interactive. And without touch, a baby can't survive. Yeah. And elderly have no touching. People who are sick have no touching. Mm-hmm. Somebody loses their job and they send you a text, we we can't send an emoji with teardrops. We have to, like, get to their house, give them a facial, give them a neck rub, a hand massage, something. That touching and kindness is so much a part of dealing with people we love, but also people who we know that we just met. Or now, including men, Mm-hmm. We don't include men. Everybody, we're afraid of each other now. Men are afraid of us. How much do we touch? How close oh, do we get? What do oh, we say? Mm-hmm. If there's a man who tells you his girlfriend just broke up or his mother died or some of these things, you just take his hand and say, you know what? I'm, I really I feel for you. I hope you get through this okay. It's okay for us to be in charge and you guys are at the age now where you know you have the power to do that Mm -hmm. you don't have to wait for a guy Mm -hmm. to do things you're you can do that you can open the door for a man Mm -hmm. and feel absolutely empowered with that you can do those things that girls don't do Mm -hmm. that's amazing and speaking like trying to tie this all in with all the self-love tips with the empowerment 
again, back to all of your reinvention, when you had $98 in your bank account and you left, how did you know? And like, where did you find the courage? Where did you, I mean, I read articles on it. Mm -hmm. So like, I know what was written, but I would love to just for our listeners and viewers to hear like, that takes a lot of inner strength. Mm -hmm. If that was all you knew and you built this business and you walked away. So for, for that and for all of the moves you've made when you've, you know, broken new glass ceilings mm -hmm. and you, you know, you created all these new things that didn't exist before. Like what in you gave you the strength and courage to be able to do all of those things? So, um, I think for me, I, I, I didn't know what I was going to do, but I knew I found my purpose and I think this word is very meaningful right now. And again, I'm going to talk about your age group. Knowing your purpose, I mean, really thinking deeply about what your purpose is right now um, is very important because you've sort of known it along the way, but you never really checked into it. Like you never made a formal agreement that this is my purpose. But now you guys can make that formal agreement. Being clear about your purpose helps you make all the right decisions for everything you're going to do. I was very lucky that I found what I was supposed to do at that age. I knew that I could change the way women felt about themselves when they wore my clothes. And I understood that that was my purpose. I It was childhood experiences that put me in that direction. It was a lot of things, but I was aware of my purpose. I didn't know how I was going to do it, but knowing my purpose helped me make the right decisions about, did I want to work for another company? Mm -mm. I wanted a creative life. I was positive I had to have a creative life that probably meant I couldn't work for anybody else. So how was I going to do this? I knew how to sell clothes to people. I knew how to make them and sell them to people. My goal then was for the first time, because I never spoke, to communicate and ask people for help, which was, you know, was so humiliating to me that I had to ask people for help and would they not help me? I didn't even know if they knew I existed because my husband was gorgeous, very outgoing and people knew him and not me. And so I had a situation the day after I left with someone from the press that I had a meeting with for the first time and I didn't cancel the meeting. I didn't know how to get to her. So I met her and my eyes were swollen and I was crying before I got there and trying to look like I was held together with something. And she said to me, what happened to you? And I just started crying and I told her what happened. And she said, okay, we're gonna get you some sewing machines. We're gonna get you, and then I realized I have to tell people mm -hmm. what I need. I have to talk to people. And so I borrowed money I paid everybody back. If I didn't, if I couldn't, I promised to pay everybody back something each week 
for me, for my self-esteem. If I couldn't, I would send them a note or call them and say, I'm sorry, I can't do it this week. I'm sorry to let you down. I made a promise. Then I would make up for it. I paid everybody back, and I haven't had partners ever. I own my company 100%, and they don't owe any money. A miracle, basically. See, and that was it's a, a miracle. Yeah, moment of vulnerability. That I yeah. really find yeah. that's the secret yeah. sauce in life. Is my husband's like, you're the ultimate oversharer. You tell everyone everything. I'm like, because you never know how you're going to connect. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if I share it with you, it's going to spark right. and charge something in you. Right. And that's what happened in that moment. Yeah. And you've got your sewing machines. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> but not everybody's a communicator. And I never saw myself as a communicator. I was very quiet. And I, I could spend hours in the sample room designing and making designs. And I was in my heaven. It was just so wonderful. The idea of running a business, I had no role model, no women were running businesses. And as an entrepreneur, forget it. Now you get to be everybody's yeah. role model. Mm-hmm. So, so that, that experience was my own personal discovery. Now you're a communicator, clearly. Mm-hmm. I had to learn how, and you know how I did it? I had a friend who was a great communicator but she didn't have any real career ambition. And I always thought she was wasting this skill. And I decided I was gonna imitate her because I didn't know how to do it myself. So it's a good tip, by the way. Mm -hmm. And so I imitated how she would be, what would would Alice do if she were in this situation? Uh And I would pretend and I would do Alice. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it worked. And so I used it, and then Alice sort of disappeared, and I found my voice. So for people who aren't as communicative as you are and need to find a voice, find somebody who seems to be successful at doing it and just copy them. I mean, it's working for them, and then you'll find your way. And then you bring, to it, you bring to it. You bring to it. Yeah. Such a better Fabulous. fake it till you make it. Yes. You so got much it. better. No, you got it. I love yeah. it. Well, I mean, I can't even tell you how much you've helped me. Oh this has been like therapy. I know. I, I want know. you to stay. Come I know. back. I know. This has been incredible. I'm so, so happy for you guys oh. because this is, I, I I need to track. I want updates. Yeah. I want, I want, we'll have to have a dinner we'll with an update. We'll come to your place and, yeah. and okay. catch up and on we'll your channel. Yeah. And I really want to see what what's happening because I just feel it and I know you're right in that age pop. And I want to learn so much more from you. I mean, I know I can sit here and listen to you for hours and I just feel like there's so much more that I just want to pick your brain. I want to, you're just, you're just so inspiring and everything, you know, you've experienced Every time you say something, I just feel I was getting chills the whole time you were talking. Mm-hmm. So it's Let's just go it's, hang out in her wellness it's, yeah. Yeah. It's but a when you talk about acupuncture and all these things yeah. that I have, I've never tried acupuncture. Well, but I'm so curious about we, uh, we should do a little thing on acupuncture because it's a very very helpful tool to have, and it's a very helpful tool for sleep. Also, mm-hmm. um, every time I have acupuncture, I literally sleep for like. 40 minutes in the deepest, deepest sleep. Mm-hmm. And it is like having the best vacation. And and mm-hmm. so you can learn to really appreciate acupuncture and um, the benefits are extraordinary. I believe you. Mm-hmm. So, okay, we've gone super Sorry. deep. <laughs> Let's go back to like super <laughs> surface and ask you our three breaking okay. questions. Okay. 
So we ask everybody these three questions. The first thing that comes to your mind is the right answer. Favorite workout? Physique 57. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we all yeah. know that. <laughs> loves her physique, and I think it's a great workout, mm-hmm. too. Morning or night workout? Um, I work out at 4.45, and by the way, according to Chinese medicine... PM or AM? <laughs> PM. Yeah, I knew that from the article. According to Chinese medicine, that is the optimum time to work out. So So I'm the only one wake up at a certain time. If you wake up at a certain time, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Mm. And in fact, the the book I co-wrote, Facing East on acupuncture, Mm -hmm. has a a segment on that that's really super helpful. Fascinating. I'm the only one, I think, at this table, but they're all morning people. When I was getting into yoga, when I was still acting, there was a 4.30 class that I took, and that was my class. Those are like my sunset runs. It's like the end of the day, I check out, and it just... Well, the brain has gone, like, we've used it, and now just take care of this here. Mm, It's very helpful. Um, And I think I know your answer, but coffee, tea, or matcha? Well, yeah, it's a matcha thing. It's a matcha (laughs) thing. It's a matcha thing. Well, speaking of our things, really quick, we're going to check in with our favorite item of this week. And um, I'll start with mine because I have these, like, shoes under the table. And everyone's like, (laughs) whose shoes are under the table? I'm like, they're mine. But they are my spin shoes, you guys. I can't believe those are spin shoes. They look so really good for I them. got really down. tired of the recess. <gasps> oh I got really, so these are team, T-I-E-M, and they are my favorite, favorite spin shoes. When I say I am obsessed with them, it's an understatement. I met the founder of this company at Pop Sugar Playground, mm-hmm. and again, you would have thought I was meeting like the biggest celebrity. I was like, <laughs> you invented, t- they, they've changed my they life. They look like running shoes. Yeah, yeah they, they look great. Because you can yeah. walk in the studio oh my God. you can That's walk around genius. town in them. So I wear them all day. I also then don't have to cram my feet into nice. other people's stinky yeah. spin yeah. shoes, yeah. which I really don't appreciate. I just love my heavy spin shoes. That's see, like so great. I love yeah, these, and also nice. they're very comfortable, and they look cute, so mm-hmm. I'm a big fan. And you have no excuse That's not great. to spin. That's a great one. They're walking around town. Um, mine is lavender oil. I've been, mm. over the last year, I've just been, even now, mm-hmm. I smell it through the bottle. It just mm-hmm. relaxes me. But I found, um, we went to Greece recently, and there were so many little gnats and bugs. And I opened yeah. this up, actually put it on my dresser, and I, like, sprinkled it on our pillows at yeah. night. We were the only people who didn't get yeah. bit, my husband and I. And I really think yeah. it worked. And even just, like, putting it. Yeah. It's, it's a great. natural spider bite remedy. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, it just, I feel like there's so many things I'm discovering. Yeah. And my number in a bath. has some anxiety. Like, give her a couple yeah. of drops. Oh, yeah. Lavender is very yeah. common. Even right now, yeah. it's just like, yep. makes yeah. my headache go away. It's a great one. Yeah, I love that one. Um, so, mine is SOS. <laughs> and I'm obsessed with this stuff. I could not have made it through pregnancy or nursing without it and I now can't make it through life without it. (laughs) It's an oral hydration powder. So the guys who invented SOS, they, the wife of the husband is a doctor and they were in the army and in the army when you don't have hydration drips, you give them a medical grade powder, the people that need Mm -hmm. hydration. And they were, like, out boozing one night. They're all, like, marathon runners and stuff. And they were like, gosh, wouldn't it be great if we could just have those, like, IV drips? And they were like, God, I love the powder that we used to use, you know, in the field. And, and they were like, well, why, can't we, why can't we replicate that? And um, the, the doctor was like, well, we totally can. <laughs> um, let's do it. And they made this one. I think, I believe it's still the only organic one on the market. Mm. 
Um, but it like changes my life. Like I didn't get in, in pregnancy. A lot of women get those like foot mm. cramps or the Charlie horses. I never got them when I drank this stuff. I never got dehydrated. Like I never had a problem with milk supply when I drank this. It was, and it's actually the first thing I drink every morning because I, and it just starts me off feeling hydrated right. and good for the day. Yeah. So yeah. SOS, it's what? now finally available in stores. It was only ever available online and now it's at oh, CVS. Wow. I'm Whoa. so excited because when I run out, I can actually get it. Cool. So this is my get and mine is my yay stationery. My motto is to find the yay and put the yay in every day. And I do something called the yay list every day as my form of gratitude. Um, and I'm really big about sending people little notes with Random messages, not for mm-hmm. birthdays or anniversaries, just because. Yay! I love it. I love that. Such That's a lost so nice. art. The art yeah. no writing, super lost like art. putting a stamp and walking to the mailbox. Yeah. Like I've really taught mm-hmm. my kids um, about showing gratitude and, and yeah. writing notes. And, kindness. And, That's and kindness. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. We do a lot. And of, using just a pen and paper. Like I yeah. still yeah. write notes on yeah. stickies. Yeah. It's just like, connecting with your things. Other than yay! Yeah. Very nice. Love it. That's another connection. So our final thing is is yes. geared towards normal. So hi, yeah. So I'm a yogi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the Sanskrit word karma actually means action. Mm-hmm. So we're asking all of our amazing guests what your action item, and we kind of did this at the beginning though. We call what it your, a karma call. <laughs> 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 so what action do you want everybody listening and watching to take for like? I don't know, a week of acupuncture, a week of, you know, like, what I is the one thing? I would say a week of kindness and start by taking someone's hand, looking in their eyes and asking them how they're feeling and what's going on. Because touching and looking someone eye, in someone's eyes is very intimate and it's almost more intimate than sex because you don't necessarily have to look at someone's eyes Mm -hmm. and be kind and so doing that for each other for our children, for parents, I'm go loved ones. Husband's hand on the couch tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that that's a really uh, so holding people's hands in kindness and sharing kindness is a very good thing to do. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much, Norma Conley. Thank you, Thank you guys. Home. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode and. Follow us at Off the Gram Podcast on Instagram and follow Norma as well. She has all sorts of interesting, she's probably one of the busiest people that I know. She does so many amazing things. So please follow this legend. And we're going to get her Thank back. You. Yes. Yes. Stay tuned for the next I'm episode. I'm very happy for you guys. I want all Thank the you. updates. Yes. I know Thank it's going to be great. Yay. Excellent. Yay. Until next time. Yay.